started off with a drive-by. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So tonight's podcast, we're doing a, a drive-by podcast. We decided that since it's been over 90 degrees all week and uh, the shop's kind of hot as balls and uh, the guys have really been toughing it out in the service department, uh, working under 1,000% humidity conditions. And I come to work today looking for an APL sign on the front of the building because it's hotter than dog balls in there. <laughs> it's really bad. So we decided I'm to do sorry. it out on the front patio. It's not, Steve, quit saying you're sorry. It's not your fault. You are salvation. You are not the problem. You are the answer to our problem. So Steve's putting in some heat pumps, and uh, that's going to keep us cool, despite the name, heat pump. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I was just going to say. And he keeps telling me words like, Phil, but you don't understand. The 24,000 BTU unit is or 200% efficient. I'm going... Okay, the first part doesn't matter to me. The second part is mathematically impossible. Right. So since the second part is mathematically impossible, I'm going to assume it means something good. You, sir, sound like Charlie Brown's yeah. father. Yeah. I, I trust you. So I hear all the words you're saying, but they're battling with my logic sensors. The uh, And the laws of thermodynamics. Thermals. The uh, What I want to talk to because of the hot, the hot, hot, hot riding conditions. Uh, I want to talk to a little bit about riding gear. What you're going to wear when yeah. you're... What's this? What What's doing? this? Sorry. Are we transpotting? Jeez. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We've just yeah. been squirreled by a 36 Literally got or 30, late by a, 30s yeah, Ford Rack Rod pickup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was awesome. It's like being a kid baby. We got it all. My God. Yeah, yeah we'll have a riot next week. Cleveland. Yep. It's going to be around and I watch this parade. And it ain't a laugh riot. Yeah. Anyway, so that's our. It's day. hot. It's really hot out. And so, and beep. So the Harley Davidsons as they go past. The uh, so that is the street podcast, which this we may end up regretting this. I like but the old days when the girl on the back of the bike just shoot your tits, right? As opposed to uh, well, you know, and she can keep those. Yeah, yeah I want no part yeah. of those. Oh yeah, the, uh, roll them back up. They yeah. might smack her in the face yeah. when her shirt comes off. Oh boy. So uh, we want to talk about when it's cold, when it's hotter out. What are you going to wear? Well. So the other day, uh, when I'm riding on the freeway, when I'm riding at high speeds, yeah, because there's your there's your little local color going on with a little 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 side uh, yeah. little sidebar. The children room got yeah. just proves to you that we are in fact in a urban uh, shop area. Hey guys, the uh, this goes so. out to all our podcast listeners that said they really like the podcast with the nice ambient noise in the background. Oh yeah, we have ambient noise, like yes. the fireside chat. Oh, you can just picture and, you're here. Yep. Wait for. We get a fucking fire truck to go by, maybe an ambulance. Oh, that Ooh, sure that'll happen. Yeah, will happen. That'll happen. Somebody fall down. The, uh, but it was hot as balls. But I still wanted to ride my bike, and I have this one piece of equipment that I only break out occasionally, and that's my mesh jacket. And uh, I only wear my mesh jacket when it's crazy hot. And I'm. It's not that I hate the way it looks or anything else. It's just like it's all the way in the basement. <laughs> it's very hard to find. I because of Cleveland, I only get to wear that thing. You know when it's over 85 degrees but it's not going to be under 75 degrees when I leave the bar later on so I suffer a little bit on the way to work and whatever and then later on I'm glad that I don't have a mesh jacket anymore well you know that the secret to mesh jackets is once it gets over about 98 degrees the mesh jacket is no longer your friend because it's like standing in front of a blow dryer yeah, because oh, the yeah. air coming at your body through the mesh jacket is hotter than your body is, <clears throat> so it's not working anymore. So that's the point where you want to have a wind-stopping jacket that still gives you some protection. 
you know. But you still get a little evaporative cooling. Yeah, you, you'd always get evaporative cooling. It's just there's days when you just feel like you're literally getting a blow dryer to the face. Well, going to uh, mid-Ohio, all I wore was uh, that Thor mm, body armor. body armor. Which is just pure mesh with yeah. all the armor in all the right spots. And I just threw a t-shirt over yeah. it. Yeah. It's perfect. To keep the sun off me. Yeah. And, I mean, I was cool as a cucumber and had a lovely time. And I really do. <laughs> and had a lovely And I just had a lovely, lovely event. And I was bad because I wore a t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you 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 kept your riding shorts, but you'd also gone to your riding t-shirt. I rode yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah. And it wasn't smart. I didn't even no. wear. I don't on the on the way back. I don't even remember if I wore my vest because it was pretty hot. Yeah. Wore your vest down there. I did at least put jeans on. Yeah. And a leather, I'm not sure what the vest is all vest. about. The vest is my my master plan is it's a it's a it's a double. It's a leather vest. Yeah. The back is double layered. Okay. And it's so you're I actually bought, on your I back. actually bought it because it's a concealment vest and it's right. got two pockets. Two carry pockets. Yeah. It's got two carry pockets and two. Um, don't say clip. Say Mag- magazine. Magazine. Pockets. Magazine. But it's it's double layer on the back. Yeah. And my master plan is if I happen to you know dance on the pavement, I'm going to try and do the turtle. Ooh. Yes. I've better than nothing is my that's just my do place. a squirtle it's, right down the road it's better than nothing and it's uh, the way it's made on the sides yeah. it has the material that actually vents a little bit oh wow that's pretty cool you yeah know? so it's, it's a leather vest that I got a little bit of protection if I have to slide I have not once ever in my life worn a leather vest ever ever it's first time for everything you know, I Uncle don't Phil. think there is I, I really don't Go I have to, a denim, go, I have a go denim to the right establishments, with, yeah. you know, you'd be, you'd be a standout. Yeah, a I have vest. a denim vest with all my patches on it from a bunch of rallies, <laughs> and I just wear it over a leather jacket, you know, a nice cut vest, and uh, that seems to work out okay for just displaying patch, display, displaying flair. Well, I like so, the I like the uh, the denim vest, patch right. vest, because you can match it with any jacket you have, right? As an over jacket that, thing. The whole thing about the cut is always like it doesn't matter what you wear under it. Your cut's always with you. You got, you know, if it might be for your colors, it might be for your patch collection, or it might be for your just, you know. Yeah, I need to pick one up because I have a huge patch collection. Yeah, yeah, and just get, you know, get a for your kick-ass hand airbrush Def Leppard. Oh my oh, god! If I had one of those, I would wear it. <laughs> and you can have. Can I get a whoop whoop? No. No. Please. Yeah, we're sitting out here with open containers, and you're calling attention to the law enforcement agents. Rory, yeah. Open container, Republican uh, National Convention. Uh. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So that we got that going on this week. So I have one piece of equipment that I always yeah. use in the summer, and I know I ride an old man's bike and everything else, but you ride a series I, of old men's bikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, I, and I fart dust too. So. But. I like a bead seat. Oh, beaded seats are the oh, shit. Yeah. I love beaded seats. Because of what's air flowing to your so ass. Was. I yeah. could have used that. Uh, beaded seats are always week. a good oh, idea. Oh my god. I bought the uh, well, not to throw a plug out there, but the best one I've ever used is the ceramic beads from Bead Rider. Ooh, Bead Rider. I saw her but, video once. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. But they make good they make excellent they make excellent bead seats in a number of sizes and they're guaranteed and my one ripped, they sent it back and they repaired it for wow, me. Wow, that's really good. Are they held together fishing line or yeah, something? Fishing better? Line yeah, fishing line, but they're ceramic instead of wood. Yeah. And so. I just got the wooden taxi driver one that yeah. happens to be black and, and like, you know, motorcycle shaped. Yeah. Seems to work. They don't do anything for comfort. I, I borrowed your 
Yeah, you poured uh, my bead, right? One of them, not yeah. the black one, the one with the wooden colored ones. Yeah. And I mean, airflow is probably great, but at the yeah. time it wasn't hot. And I was just trying different things to try and find comfort. Comfort, right. And it didn't It didn't do... Yeah. It didn't, I mean, it didn't make it worse, but... Sheepskins work, man, I tell you. I, yeah. I had a bunch of them. I got one at the I house. Know, a lot of people swear. A sheepskin does wonderful jobs. It does get some air moving around down there, and it does have this natural like temperature balancing deal to it. A lot of guys don't like the gel pads in the seats because the gel pads, uh, unlike foam, the gel pads do hold heat. They're a great insulator. So they do like, you know, they'll match your body temperature perfectly and they'll keep it that way forever. Well, maybe so. what they should do is have the gel pad go around to the bottom and see if yeah. put heat sinks at the bottom. So <laughs> heat I'm not, sinks. So I'm not going out. crazy. I thought that like, it almost feels like the seat is heated. Mm-hmm. That's it is. The fucking gel holding, a gel seat is heated heat. by wow. you. You're heating the seat and it's holding it for you. Now, one thing I definitely learned last week that if I'm going to be continuing to do any distance riding on the DRZ yeah. Supermoto, I need, something other than I need a better seat. Yeah, better seat. Getting something to make the seat more comfortable on, on yeah. a two hour ride. And I didn't stop at all. Right. I mean, I did. Dirt bike two, seats are not known yeah, for their comfort. Two hours nonstop there, two hours nonstop back. No stops. It's remarkable. I know that we talk about zeros a lot, but it's remarkable how good the zero seats are. Because oh, they don't look like anything seat. special. That's a nice seat. But when you sit on them, they really do feel special. They really do. Like, whoever took the time to engineer those seats, zero. they really did a good job. Oh, that... Uh, XT? That's zero, one of those... Zero. That, that's a XT250. We almost had one of those this week. Fuel injected. Oh. 2000 and... Uh, some sort of AM. Holy four-speed AMC? AMX. That's an AMX, isn't it? Or old, no. It's an old AMC. <laughs> we should start a second podcast we go, where yeah. we just sit out here, drink beer, Trace and call, call out cars. <laughs> yeah. Trace square body. That's not AMX. Mar- Marlin? Marlin, probably. Yeah, it's a square body. Big square late, body. Late, late model Marlin. That was an early Marlin. No, the early Marlins were yeah. tiny. That was late yeah. 60s round car. Yeah. Too. No, that was yeah. a late 60s car. Yeah. So here's our car spotting podcast. And back the, uh, to back gear to and in the hot weather. Car spotting. That'd be a great name for the podcast. So, so when I'm riding Pants distance <laughs> and I'm actually wearing all my gear, yeah. I have a pair of desert uh, <clears throat> mesh yeah. pants yep. that have all the armor, but it's meshed through the, thigh, uh, the legs. It's got leather by the inside of your uh, calves. Who did you get and those from? Do you remember what company did those? They're, you know, they're because I've bought a couple of... Clem? Clem? Yeah. Okay. I've bought a couple of pair of riding pants over the past couple of months. I bought a pair of Chinesium uh, $69 blue jean material with all the stretch panels in them. They're remarkably comfortable. Uh, just letting you know that an extra large in their world is a 36-34. So uh, the extra large for me is... Literally, the fuck is that Munchkin world? I'm telling you, yeah, it is. <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest one I could order fit me with nothing, no room to the imagination whatsoever. The uh, and then I bought a couple of pair of the Cycle Gear camouflage pants when they blew them out, like like 69 bucks a pair. Bought a couple of those because one of them sitting in stinky in my driveway. It, it, it'll be there till winter because it's the large pair. It's the 38s. Yeah. It's the ones I put on. It was just like, yeah. well, those are the 38s. That's for wearing over insulated clothing. Yeah, yeah. that's so you can have armor on top of your uh, your fur line noogies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's a uh, that really like being comfortable when you're riding, especially at high temperatures. Uh, the other day I was riding on on a very hot day. I was riding the Norie. Which you know has got great wind management. I mean, it really does. For as small as the windshield is at 90 miles an hour, 
it it's remarkably still air all over that motorcycle. I was wishing for some not so still air. Uh, it would have been really nice. The heat, the motor from the heat is all deflected back under it, so you don't get a lot of motor heat. But just the ambient heat, it would be nice to have some air blowing on you. And that ST burns your ink. It does it? Inside, right here in your thighs. Yeah. And then your knee is on fire because the voltage regulator is right there. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, they should have moved it forward, but it sucks where it is. So. That's the one thing nice about riding all the Moto Guzzis is the Moto Guzzis do heat management really well. Despite having those cylinders right in front of your knees yep. where you think you'd be hot, they're not. Those are getting a lot of air and they're the running seven, very cool. I just noticed it since the temperature got into the 90s. Yeah. Below the, even in the even in the 80s, I didn't notice it. Yeah. But uh, the sevens at least put a lot of heat under you, under like you, straight yeah. back. Yeah, it's not cooking you at all. Like, I'm actually sitting there riding here, you know, home yeah. and back, commuting, and I'm trying to feel where the air is coming from. Oh. I can, I can feel it just a little bit on, like, the underside of my, you know, thigh. Yeah. Like, where is this coming it's from? It's all down low. It's, yes. They do a very good job of pumping it away Getting from the air. That, like, that engineering on that bike human. is pretty smart. The, uh, I rode, rode the V9 last night. I rode the V9 again this morning over to the other shop, and I, I was clipping along. And that bike, it's got, it, once again, no point ever was I feeling warm because of the bike. It was The bike really does a good job of moving the heat away the from me. I can't believe the Cali series, the 1400s. Yeah, yeah. The cylinders are gigantic. They're huge, I but mean, you never get any to my heat. Seven especially. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You never. No, I mean, they're always cool. You can put your hand on the valve cover virtually any time during the day you want. Well, I rode on the hottest day, the Zero FX, to work and back. Yeah. And that was a pleasure. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was a total, no heat. No heat whatsoever. There is heat, but no heat, no heat quiet. anywhere near you. Yeah. There's something nice about it. No heat, no sound. Very, very, very rewarding to ride that bike around. I ordered all of the gear for the DS. I ordered the luggage racks on the back. I ordered the top case mount. I ordered the crash bars for the front. The big military-looking crash bars. Mm-hmm. I There's ordered. Siren mounts? It's, it might as yeah, it's the full. Yeah, it does have siren mounts. On it, <laughs> it's the full police package minus the red whoopie whoop lights. Um, I got that dual sport windshield they have that GV makes. It's beautiful. It's cut right into the headlight. Really waiting for that shit to come in. It's very like very affordably priced too. I got a thumbs up to those guys. The uh, I love the video rack for the FX. Yeah, they do. Yeah, oh. yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's uh, and their website's very easy to order parts off of too. Um, there's my wife. It is my uh, it is my 16th anniversary today. Oh, congratulations! congratulations. Thank you very much. Just to you and your wife. No, it's today. Yeah. And your yours, was yours was yesterday. Yeah. Shit! How many years have you been married? 27, 26. 26 Sorry. years, and so you got 10 on me. Uh, and you're here. My you. wife is in California. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. My wife is in uh, Santa Cruz right now because she went to uh, hanging out with Liza. Liza. Yep. No, she's hanging out with... Uh, Whoops, hopefully Liza's in, Liza's in New Orleans for her birthday. New she's Orleans. hanging out with Mike and uh, Mary from their podcast, who do a bed and breakfast like uh, Airbnb. So oh. she's staying there tonight. So she's happy, sweet oh, 16th anniversary. Her. It stopped at Cowles Redwood Park, north of San, Santa Cruz, a lot like Muir Woods, but no crowds. On the way here, I drove some incredible roads and accidentally came upon Alice's restaurant. Oh, nice. I talked Where to Mary here. Anything, Anything you, want, you want, except yeah. Alice. Uh, I talked to Mary earlier and plan to head to their place shortly, then get dinner. I love you very much and hope you've had a good day. Aww. So there you go. Uh, that's right. So that's my that's my wife wishing us a happy 16th anniversary. I'm gonna, thank you so very much, comma. We are having a wonderful podcast sitting in front of the shop in the cool shade. 
comma, I love you very much and enjoy Santa Cruz, period. Ta-da! That was me being a good husband. How much of that did and I feel like correct? Nope, got it See, all. See, done. <laughs> done. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> Real time. <laughs> the, uh... Yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll send her a picture just for the hell of it. We'll, we'll send her a selfie. We'll do one of those, like, long-arm selfies. Oh, there we go. There you go. Who's not in it? Bro? All right. Perfect. All right, now we've got that. The proof that we're actually here. Proof right. that we're here. My God, my ball spot's getting huge. Okay. The, uh... Bald, bald, bald spot. spot. Bald spot. <laughs> bald spot. I, I, I tell you what, I, 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 dicey there, I heard ball spot too. <laughs> <laughs> the playback will only he's, he's, he's got the extended My ball spot situation going on. Yeah, so, and with the hotter weather, you got, I mean, we've had so many bikes at the shop where people have forgotten that their motorcycles are liquid cooled. Can I add one more oh, thing please with the clothes yeah, before away. we go? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I think wicking underwear. Wicking. Or no underwear is even better. Moisture wicking underwear? Moisture wicking underwear. Moisture wicking underwear, if you're going any distance, that really helps you out. Wow. But I've if you're going had, to wear I've stuff that retains water, you might as well ditch them and go, go, go commando. commando. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where does it wick the now, moisture too? Has anyone ever tried there? <laughs> has anyone ever tried wearing like the padded bicycling shorts yeah, underneath your clothes? Well, and I did that for years when I was racing. Yeah, I would always wear the bicycle shorts underneath my pants because they're uh, they usually have like a chamois crotch, which absolutely helps. Yep, and they chamois. Chamois. And they, but they also um, they have that little extra layer of armor there. Yeah. So if you're going to be on the racetrack and you're going to wear something under your leathers anyway. You can wear, you know, bicycling shorts. They do make actual motorcycle-specific riding shorts now. Do they? Okay. Yep. Yeah, there's a couple of different companies that do it. Um, if you type in motorcycle underwear, I'm sure you'll fucking find it. The, I'm going to uh, look into that. I, whoever just said, where does it wick it to? That may, that's the question I would have because I've had experience with wicking socks. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. It, right. Moisture away from your foot. Yeah. It evaporates sure. because it comes up onto the sure the, the shank or whatever the the, the <laughs> shank. What, the what do the under do the underwear well, have like? Well, a, I have I have mesh. Have so a, if I'm wearing mesh, <laughs> it just blows out the back. It blows right out the back. Out the, back. Yeah, the poor guy they behind the Steve, he's got his windshield wipers going. He's got a fog of monkey butt and come on. Yeah, and the monkey butt powder or the gold bond powder is always a great idea. Oh yeah, tremendously. Um, if you're not already using it, start using it. Your your, your friends will thank you. I, I changed to get <laughs> in the, the monkey butt powder because you. it makes my daughter laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're going, yeah. Uh, uh, did whatever. you ever, what, with, when racing, I don't, maybe they didn't allow them, but did you yeah. ever use the... Uh, the, the cool gar- suits? Yes, no, the I garments didn't. that we have water. That, we weren't that spendy. Uh, the biggest thing that I would do is I would sometimes uh, intentionally get my t-shirt wet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, intentionally get the t-shirt wet and then open up all the vents on the jacket. Because my leathers, sense. my leathers had a really, my leathers were very good in the way of venting. They had tons of vents in them, and yep, yep. that which makes would a cause big evaporation. Yep. Which and would then cause I bought cool. one of those silly uh, gel neck neckerchief things. It has the gel in it, mm-hmm. and you throw that thing in the water and you put it around your neck, and it does some beautiful evaporative cooling. Yeah. Um, those things are cheap and cheerful, and they work great. Got cheap that. and cheerful. Cheap and cheerful. Can't miss that. The uh, how do we oh. like the color green? Oh. Yeah. oh, that is green. Yeah, that is a green. He, he looked at that and said, "That's for me." That's a lot yeah, of green. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm buying that green baby. on that Harley Davidson. The, uh, but about the coolant in your motorcycles, 
They, uh, you do occasionally have to change the coolant. It's not a lifetime type operation. <laughs> and here's why. It's not because of what you're thinking. The reason you need to change the coolant is not for fear of overheating. It's for fear of the corrosion on your water pump shaft. Yes! And we have a fucking load of experience with that this year. Yes, we do. Uh, two water-cooled bikes came in from the same household. Both of them were marking their territory, one in yellow, one in orange. Mm-hmm. And they were. Uh, one was depositing water on the floor as fast as you could put it in. The other one would be, as soon as the motor was running, it would deposit the water out the water pump leap hole. And the reason that is, is most all motorcycles... Cold leak and a hot leak. Yeah, yeah. Most motorcycles that are water-cooled, the shaft that goes through the case will have, like, a bronze bushing or a ceramic bearing in there. In these two BVs, it was a ceramic bearing. Ceramic bearing. And this is why it gets to be a really big deal, because what happens is old coolant... When coolant is good coolant and it's mostly glycol, it's not extremely corrosive. And it can be in there with a chrome or polished metal shaft and not cause it to corrode. But if the coolant is old and therefore inundated with condensation-based water or other contaminants from the inside of your motor, it gets extremely caustic. And it will cause that shaft to corrode like a son of a bitch. And that will then destroy the inside of these ceramic or bronze uh, bushings and, and or bearings. And then once that starts happening, there's no getting it back. It, this is not like a water pump in a car where the bearings on that water pump are big, giant, huge bearings and they're protected by the case and they dissipate heat really well. These things do get real hot and they do desperately need to always be bathed in coolant that's fresh and not full of water. Oh my god, look at the armful of beers on this fella. My god, he certainly brought it. Yeah, that's good. I'll take the PBR, please. Lemo Rita? Sure. I'll trade you for PBR if you want it. That's good. No, it's cool. I'd prefer the PBR, the acid and those things. I can go back in there and get me another. A little harsh. And they're off. Give me another. Oh, you never hear that. I'll tell you after this. Okay, so. The reason that you got to change the coolant frequently is to protect your water pump shaft. The water pump shaft that runs inside of the ceramic or bronze or whatever bushing, because once that starts to corrode, you will experience leaks. Once it corrodes a lot, it will destroy that bearing. Once that bearing is destroyed, you can end up with that bearing ending up most of the parts of the bearing being in your motor and in the bottom end of your motor. And the terrible, I mean, how fucking horrible would it be for you to be driving around in a 10-year-old motorcycle and have you blow a bottom end or overheat the motor suddenly and dramatically lock up your motor just because you forgot that you needed to change your coolant about every three years. Uh, it's a great way to pop a motor. That uh, One of those bikes that came in was fucking terrible. Now, here's why the job is a bitch. If you wait around, okay, big deal. My water pump bearing due to my coolant being 10 years old or 8 years old or whatever my water bump bearing took a shit no big deal I'll just order the bearing kit I'll change it myself (laughs) the fuck you will no you won't no you won't these bushings (laughs) these bearings are pressed on at the factory you gotta first of all start with a new water pump shaft you cannot recycle your old shaft I guarantee it's gonna be pitted and corroded so you gotta buy a new water pump shaft that can cost you 75-80 bucks easily for that one piece 
Not to mention the $40 bearing you're putting through it or the ceramic bushing you're putting through it. Most of these kits run in the neighborhood of about $100 to $150, and that's the shaft, the seal, the bearing, the bushing, all in one kit. And then if you want to do the job, you also need a special tool that yes, costs another $280. Yes, you do. To seat that bearing in the exact right location, because if it's wrong in any direction, it's not going to seal, and you're going to be right where you started. You can't just kind of eyeball this thing or get out your handy ruler and try <laughs> to seat it on deep enough. Most of these things, too, are cold set. So it helps if you're going to take that shaft, you're going to put it in the freezer for a day, get that thing very, very cold, then bring it out, and then set it. And it's literally, we talk about Ron Popeil, you set it and forget it. You're not going to be moving that fucker around. Once it's on, it's on. If you did it right, well done. If you didn't do it right, buy another kit. Yep. Because when you put it together, it's going to leak like a son of a bitch. And you're going to be right back where you started. So in most cases, you do have to have that professionally set by somebody who has the correct tool. Now... You can prevent all of that simply by changing about eight bucks worth of coolant every three years. You can do that all yourself. It's not hard to do. All you have to do is go to the lowest part of the cooling system, which will be the lowest rubber hose that goes into a water pump somewhere on your liquid-cooled bike. Take that hose off and then open up your radiator cap and your reservoir cap. A lot of motorcycles, the reservoir, which you might think is not pressurized because it might look like a plastic vessel, if it has a thermostatic-looking cap, a cap that's more than just a rubber plug, then it is a pressurized reservoir. So you have to make sure to take that cap off. Otherwise, you'll get a vapor lock, like holding your thumb over the straw and you won't dump all the coolant out. It's never a bad idea when you're dumping that coolant out, put a nice big pan under there, Read your owner's manual and find out how much coolant is supposed to be in your bike and measure what comes out. Because if you're a quart low, you still have a lot of coolant running around your head, running around your motor. So it'd be a really good idea at that point to flush your system. You can flush your system simply by running water through it, maybe even bumping the starter to spin that impeller a little bit. That'll help puke some of the coolant out that you can't get to. It is better to have a thorough cleaning of the old coolant using water than it is to leave old coolant in there and add your new coolant to it because you will greatly shorten the lifespan of your new coolant if it's in there being contaminated by all the crap that's in your old coolant so when in doubt fill your radiator or your reservoir with water and don't run the motorcycle but just get it started lightly you know just kind of you know 30 seconds or whatever just to get that impeller going and push push the air bubbles or push the old coolant out if you're running water into the top of your motor when you see water coming out the bottom of your motor it's flushed that's the sign that you're done then drain everything out you can shake the bike around a little bit you can bump the starter a few times when you see literally nothing coming out of that lower that feed supply hose you know you're good to go compressed air is a great idea yeah that'll just spray it right out so definitely do that have a screw that you just take out at the bottom it's like a the lowest of, point underneath the... Yeah, a lot of machines, the water pump housing yes, I, I is the lowest yeah. point. Yes, it is. Most and motorcycles a lot of them, <coughs> A lot of them will have a 10 millimeter wrench yep. size, yep. whatever, 6 mil thread, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. That is a, it's a drain. It's a drain. I mean, yeah, drain that thing. Drain it out completely until you see clear don't water Don't be afraid, even if you wind up going on eBay or something yeah. and getting a manual. Right. Nowadays, with the, with the internets... Yep. <laughs> PDF manuals inter, are free. The, inter- the internets... <laughs> Yeah, you can go on to forum boards or chat boards, however you want to say it, that, you know, what, what's your brand of motorcycle? You have yep. a Honda, whatever. 
type that in and see. And a lot of, I won't say clubs because it's yep. internet-based uh, boards, they will offer, hey, you can download this for yep. free. You know, and a lot be, of don't shops. Be, don't be shy of a manual is what right. I'm saying. Another They'll tell you where to drain the coolant. When yep. you drain the coolant out of that little and hole. They might tell you something. Oh, this one little bolt. Yeah. Guess what? You might just get an extra a fourth more sure. that you thought you were getting but you were missing. Yeah. Anyway. What's <clears> oh, I was saying, if you are if you haven't drained it for a long time yeah. and you do have debris in your in your system, yeah. you might find that that... You'll drink some coolant and it'll stop it'll going. Stop. You think it's empty. It'll plug the hole. That's why it might I like be plugged. So yeah. I would say use something to just make yeah, sure. Get that up in there with a coffee stirrer yeah. or something. Make sure the hole's cleared out. Well, don't use a toothpick. Yeah, I do like. <laughs> yeah, I really like the idea of running it until you see clear water coming out at a good brisk pace. Yeah. Now, once you once you've purged it. Then consult your owner's manual and find out whatever type of coolant they recommend. This is not the time to get cheap. It doesn't hold a lot. If it's, you know, I hate to say it, but if they say to use like a Yamaha spec coolant or they say to use a Honda spec coolant, this is the time to visit your dealer and buy, buy the right shit. Right, instead of buying Wolf's most cool. of that, yes. Does most of that come pre-mixed, ready to yes, use? Yes, it does. Most of the motorcycle okay. shop shit is pre-mixed. The stuff that you're buying, if you're going to be the cheap guy and buy the stuff that you got to mix, Ice cream truck. make sure that you are not... <laughs> The one thing that's going to kill it is the what is it? It's the silicates. It's Tap no water. silicates. Well, I don't really even know if anything try. uses silicates. Well, here's anymore. the thing: there are coolants. Everybody has the coolant. There's a long-standing coolant debate that we're going to help squash right now. Everyone's going to say, "Well, do you use green coolant or do you use orange coolant?" Doesn't fucking or matter. Or it has to say or safe for aluminum. It doesn't if it matter. It says safe for aluminum. It should then better it's say safe, safe for aluminum or safe for Japanese cars or, or no silicates. Or right. universe, or good yeah, for the, all car. Yeah, nowadays all. there's some green stuff. It's a little bit lighter green than the old yeah. Prestone, but it's green. Even the Prestone now claims to be safe in everything. It, it says it will mix yeah. with anything. Right. But right. if you just want to be sure and you want the peace of mind, spend an extra $4 per gallon or whatever it is to buy the motorcycle branded shit for your bike. This deck's cool as orange, right? It doesn't matter. No, uh, I've, I have been all... I've I'm gone just saying that GM uses like an orange They're, coolant. Right. We just had somebody asking Renee that yeah. today or yesterday. It's a very what common question. Uh, Stop asking that it question. Doesn't make color any, doesn't, it doesn't make, a difference make any anymore. difference anymore. There is no consistency to the products at all, period. Anybody who tells you that it is and that it's guaranteed that green is always for iron blocks and orange is always for aluminum blocks, that is a fake statement. That's not correct. But your neighbor's barking dog likes green. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the taste of the orange myself. Come here, I personally like it. Uh, the bitterness yep. agent is quite delicious. From a, from a wastewater standpoint. Yes. Interestingly enough. Oh, shit. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is a super high CBOD. Ooh. <laughs> A super high CBOD. It's like in the hundreds of thousands. So that means it is impossible to break down and get it out? No, it breaks down, but it, it's a good food source for bacteria. Oh, oh okay. Well, there you go. We didn't know that. Luckily, your bacteria is killed every time you oh, your yeah. car at Okay, once you've yeah. installed the correct amount of coolant in your motorcycle while you're trying to install the correct amount of... Yeah, no shit. Once you're trying to install the correct amount of coolant in your bike, you're going to quickly realize that it doesn't fit. It's going to say that your bike holds 3.2 liters of coolant. You're going to realize when you get to about 2 liters that you're done and it's at the level. It's at the top. This is the time <coughs> to put the cap on the radiator or the reservoir, whichever you have, and run the bike a little bit. It's not going to blow up. If you have near your 
the top of your cooling system a little bleeder valve. If you have that bleeder valve, this is a great time to open it until coolant comes out of it. If you don't know if you have a bleeder valve, read the fucking manual. Yeah, it's a great time to consult right. the manual. It's a great time. Yeah, you'll several lives, different yeah. ways yes. of bleeding the okay. different systems. People are going to tell you, or you will have heard other places, that you don't need to bleed it. You can just puke it. You can just get it hot, and the pressure from the water pump will push through an air pocket, and it will eventually burp itself out. Untrue. Well, Untrue. Then. That will cost yeah. you a motor. Do you, do you know how well that pocket of air in the cylinder head cools? Zero. Exactly. And your water pump <laughs> pumps water beautifully. The water pump in most of these motorcycles air. pumps water like a dream, but it won't pump air one inch. Also watch your temperature needle. Yep. Because if you're running your bike and the needle doesn't come up, it could mean that you have air, air, pocket. air yeah. pocket in there. So you have to have coolant it, touching your thermostatic sensor. Your thermo, your thermo sensor... <laughs> The thermo sensor that's built into the side of your radiator is usually kind of halfway up the radiator, or maybe at the bottom. But if there's no coolant in there, then that sensor is not getting the temperature of your coolant. It's getting the ambient temperature of the air in the thing. Yes, and I found out. Yeah. And if your needle's low, super low, and it's not moving, then you've got a bunch of air in your yep. cooling system, and you're probably going to see a seized motor. Or if your fan, comes, yep. the fan doesn't come on. I've had, I've had that more than yep. once before. My fan doesn't come on. You're right. Your fan's never oh, being told gee, to come on. Yeah, Nobody's telling your fan to come on. These bikes that came cool. in, both of them were not functioning. The fans were not functioning. The customers were riding well, them around for an hour. They, they had the, zero coolant in them. Because there was no coolant in them. There was no coolant. Because the coolant had leaked out into the city. Amazing. You know? Yeah, so these They're are... like, our bikes are overheating and we don't know why. And, and I asked them, I said, well, what's the needle say? Oh, the needle's really low. The needle's not moving. I'm like, you got a fucking problem. Wasn't an indicator? You got a serious problem. So remember that if you've just done the coolant, if you just changed the coolant in your bike and your needle doesn't appear to be moving, or if your fan's not kicking on, if you don't have a needle, if your fan's not kicking on when the bike gets up to warm temperature, then you might have a fucking problem. It's time to purge the air from the system again. If you're not uh, be putting... be all right. That little red light doesn't mean anything. little red light just I'll ride to the next town. Fine. Just ride to the next town. You'll be fine. Ride to ride to wherever your mechanic lives. Yeah, heat is a killer. Yeah, but that is like that is the most important thing with liquid cooled motorcycles and the most frequently overlooked thing. As the first hot day of the year, we had two bikes come in on the same day with the same symptoms. I'm gonna say one of those bikes had so many heat traumatic injuries that I don't know if it'll ever be right again. I'm thinking that the head gasket on this bike may be on the way out because of all that extra heat. A water cooled bike benefits nothing from air cooling. And unfortunately it was the one that wasn't crashed multiple times. Right. It was the one that actually still looked It was good. the one that looked great. Yeah. It looked great. It was the one that looked like it had suffered 10 heat injuries. And, so, <laughs> yeah. and you hand a shadow with the screw-on fins. Yes. <laughs> Those fins do nothing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If your motorcycle's liquid-cooled, it is liquid-cooled, and you do need to maintain that system at least every three years. Uh, and more if you're doing an extreme duty. But it's so easy you, to, to change the coolant to do a flush and fill on your motorcycle will take less than an hour and less than $30 worth of supplies. It's the one thing you can do for your bike that's more important than an oil change. It really is, especially when you get into hotter months. Also, if you got a bike that when it heats up, the heat needle goes up fast, the fans kick on, and the heat needle comes down fast, and I mean low, you also have a problem. You also have a lack of coolant in that motorcycle. So you got an air pocket somewhere. 
If you're getting hot and cold temperature vacillations, that means you've got steam in your system. Fan, fan. Yeah. And when you've got steam in your system, the steam is much, much hotter than the operating window of that sensor. And it expands 1,700 times the yeah. size of water. It, you, can blow out a, you can blow out a pressure hose or any coolant line on your bike so fast with steam. Uh, it's... Go get him. That was like, all that noise was from like 20 miles an hour, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are still not breaking the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> all the sound and fury. Yeah. So if you see a heat needle... Like a little dog barking. Yeah. <laughs> little dog with a big voice. If you've got a needle that rises really fast and drops really fast, you're, you're gaining and dumping steam fat. And that's where that temperature is moving a lot. Your needle should move real slow. And when your fan kicks on, it should be a nice, normal drop. Uh, that's a big, big deal. Liquid cooling, will, it's the most wonderful thing in the world. You can build motors tighter. You can get more compression out of the motor because they're liquid cooled. They operate within a narrower window of heat, but they do need to be maintained. Also, chains. In hot weather, when in hot weather conditions, your chain is getting a lot more stress put on it because of the ambient temperature under which it's operating, especially if you have an O-ring chain. And if you have an O-ring chain that's four or five years old on a 100-degree day, you take a look at the heat gun on that O-ring chain after you've ridden yeah. it for 30 miles. It's hot enough to melt the rubber O-rings. Uh, <clears throat> it is not uncommon for me to see a chain on a motorcycle that is three or four inches slack because all the O-rings are gone. The O-rings just got cooked out of it. And you'll look at the chain, you'll see little vestiges of O-rings poking out like little black hairs. And that's also an older chain, needs to be maintained more frequently. You gotta lube the chains, you gotta keep them that way because the more resistance they have, the, the less well they're maintained, the less lubricated they are, the more kinks they are, the more heat they're gonna develop. And it can be a real fucking problem. Keep an eye on that. Uh, that's stuff that you gotta, gotta watch. Uh, there's heat-related stuff. Up, What's that? Fuel economy goes up. Fuel economy goes, goes way up. But your power goes yeah, down. Yeah, your power drops dramatically, yeah. Yeah, the, the heat can really play a number on your motorcycle. Just, just also, like when you're washing your motorcycle, oh. wash the fins off on your yeah. radiator. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, gently. Yeah. But I notice... Full of bugs. I wash the bike. <laughs> yeah, full of bugs, so... Not that I can, wash it very often, but when well, I do, wash and you can it. shoot water. You can shoot regular garden hose pressure water through the backside of your radiator, out the front, and you'll be amazed at all the bug carcasses and shit that come out of there. Uh, you remember that radiator is not real big. It's not like your car radiator. It's working hard, so you really do got to keep the air moving through it. <laughs> I'm sitting here like planning my weekend now, going, okay, got to change my coolant, <laughs> wa- wash my bike, and I should really look into getting a new chain. <laughs> not a bad podcast. Yeah, yeah not a bad podcast. I'm learning all. from my own damn podcast. <laughs> but also, another hazard of, of not changing your coolant yeah. is the passages in your radiator can calcify. Yes, or, they do. Absolutely. And, and we, I think I discussed that in a former podcast, but how the flow of the radiator was just down the center of the radiator and probably two-thirds of the radiator didn't have any flow through it. Correct. And so the bike was overheating under, after a while it was overheating mm-hmm. because the radiator was just undersized yeah. 
or the capacity of the sure. was so reduced that it was undersized for yeah. the amount of cooling. Every segment of that core that can't get flow through it, you're reducing the size of the radiator dramatically. There's no doubt that you're not getting as much as you should be. Yeah, looking dog. Oh, oh, it's Bob and his pit bull. Hello. What a good looking dog that is. Yeah, pretty dog. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I, I really think that like those, that's what we're seeing a lot of in the shop right now is we're seeing a lot of that wear and tear. Remember, too, in a super hot day, if you're going to do a lot of miles, you're going to be cooking through your back tire. Yep. Uh, a heavy bike in a hot temperature uh, is just starting the game 30 degrees hotter for the back tire, and nothing will burn down a rear tire faster than a hot day and sustained long rides. Right. Uh, you're going to lose inflation. Under inflation. A sustained long ride on a hot day with an underinflated tire will cost you thousands of miles off the life of your tire. So it's a really good idea to watch. Remember, always inflate your tires when they're cold. Uh, you know, if you're going to pull into a rest stop and you're going to be there for a while, wait until you're done going to the bathroom and putting gas in the bike to check the air pressure in your tires. Not a bad idea at all. Well, I noticed the other day, which is, and I don't know if this is, the tires are losing air. Or I bought this new scooter for a friend of mine. Yeah. It's just a little Honda Metropolitan. And I rode it back, like, maybe 20 miles home. And I was doing the service, and I changed the oil and yeah. some other stuff to it. So it was sitting for a little bit, but not very long. Okay. Checked the air in the tires. Right. And I made sure that the air was correct. Right. But right before I gave it to her, after a couple weeks of just sitting, it was in the garage for a couple weeks. Yeah. I checked the air in the tires. And they were all low. They wow. were like eight PSI low. After so only a couple of weeks. Only a couple of weeks. So either they were leaking right. or they were hot enough that the small 10-inch tires right. heat up enough and that there wasn't any air. It was like a little low when I rode it yep. home. And they heated up enough that, that, the, that, the, that the pressure right. appeared to be correct. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It's so. not a bad idea if you do a, long, a lot of long-distance riding where you know you're going to be checking your tires the way you should. Know not only the cold air pressure of your tires, but know the hot air pressure of your tires. The manufacturers all tell you the correct inflation pressure when they're cold, but it's not a bad idea. Inflate them to the correct pressure, go out and ride the bike to work or something. When you get to work, check the air pressure again. A 32 PSI tire when it's cold is usually going to run about 36 or 37. When it's hot, now you know what your hot inflation pressure is. So if you don't have the opportunity and you want to top off your air, there's a truck you can, you can inflate it to the correct pressure. Instead of going, oh, well, inflate it to 32, and then it cold, that thing's 5 PSI, 6 right. PSI low. That could be a problem. And it's, I mean, it sounds stupid and it sounds pedantic, but these are all things that absolutely will help your bike last longer. Every single one of them. Plus, you're safer, too. Yeah, and don't fill your gas tanks up all the way. Leave yourself some more room in the gas tank because uh, if you fill the gas tank up, if you're done riding and you're on your way to work, and you're like, oh, I'm low, I'm in the gas station right by the shop, hit the gas station, park your bike. When the heat from the motor comes out of the motor and goes into that nice cool gas that's already filled up to the brim, the gas is going to expand more than you can imagine it does. And, and what you're going to have... Your filter, if you have one on there, is going to be... Your charcoal filter is going to get full up with gasoline if you have one. If not, you're going to have a nice big puddle under your motorcycle, or the gas is going to come out your gas cap and take all your paint off. So... Those are things been like... Been there. Been there, done that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, well, don't... That's, that's possible on my Harley. Yeah. It's way... But I think it's impossible on the, on the 7 Series. Oh, well, I mean, because the EVAP. You can't... Well, just the, the, oh, the filler neck. The, the way the neck is made, you yeah. can't. You have to stop. Yeah, but even if you do stop, I suppose, it's still going to expand. And the yeah, idea yeah. just being, it's better to fill the bike. It's better to park it with a quarter of a tank of gas in it 
and then fill your gas up before you head it home than it is to park it with a full tank of gas in it and let all that heat come up out of the motor and heat that gas up, make it expand, and create problems later. Well, I know that a drop of gasoline on that Ural just peels the paint away. <laughs> oh, God, really? Yeah, it's uh, like watercolors. <laughs> <laughs> Fine Russian paint. Yeah. <laughs> so in I, the I, I am so careful. I left put a after rag tra- around left it. After tra- and left in over. the Russia paints yeah. peel you. <laughs> no, leftover Trabant paint. Yeah. Yeah. The way I always make sure I don't overfill... Uh, my it's bike is yeah. I leave it on the side stand. Yeah. I don't while you're filling it. I don't hold right. the bike up yeah. vertical. It's a great way to do it. And yeah. once the gas stops right. while it's on the side stand, yeah. I'm like I'm done. Uh, we it. had a few calls this week from people that I know. Yeah. I mean, I know the experience. I know the problem. The guy calls me. He's like, oh. I went out to my garage and there's gas all over the garage floor. What the fuck, man? What'd you guys do to my bike? There's gas all over the garage floor. Um, let me guess. You just stopped at the gas station before you went home. Yes, I did. How did you know that? Well, you just gave me the symptoms right there, pal. The gasoline was 50 degrees, and it went right. to 90 degrees, exactly. and it expanded. It's a ton of expansion, more than you could imagine. So That man, it always spits out the top. The guy, thermal dynamics. What is it with scooters? Yeah. And I mean, every time I fill my scooter, it's it, you can't get it right. They make it... A lot of the scooters have a very... Like, all the Vespas have a very, very long filler neck, like six inches long. So you can't fit, fit the whole schnozzle in there. So the schnozzle doesn't fit all the way in, right? And because the schnozzle... Wow! <laughs> I think that was a Saturn sport utility vehicle, wasn't it? That, yeah. The Saturn that view. So that was That was all of the sound. <laughs> but it is Friday night. None of the fury. You know, the guy yeah, that stole the kettle of the converters yeah. in his house last night. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that has, that has the sound of being well acquainted to the neighborhood. Yeah. So they got yours too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> That's why only one I ever parked the little white truck out here because they already got its cats. The cat burglars already struck that one. So if they, <laughs> if they try to strike that one again, all they're going to get is a pass pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm never leaving my full size tundra out here over the weekend. Oh, hell That's no. got two very expensive catalytic converters in it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to look at that shitty poop colored tundra and be like, yeah, that one's already been stolen. They're going to look at that truck and be like, there's nothing under there we want. Should we got that one. Should we got that one already. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I bought, the, I bought the truck in San Diego from a guy named Chewy, who couldn't have fit in that truck. There's no way Chewy fit in that truck ever. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. But that was just, oh, man. And ironically, the truck's name is Chewy. Well, yeah. Or Poop Color Tundra. Yeah, Chewbacca. All right. So what else about hot weather that's motorcycle related well well, tell you one thing that's important your human body doesn't like the heat and if you think that you're going to go out there and ride a 300 or 400 mile day at 90 plus degrees you're probably wrong unless you're drinking water you should hydrate like a son of a bitch I mean you gotta stay hydrated you gotta stay cool you just forget when you're out there and like all the wind that's blowing on you is 90 degrees you're sitting on an internal combustion engine. You know, you are going to be sweating even if you don't feel like you're sweating. And once you start losing and you start getting dehydrated, you're not going to be able to make good decisions anymore. And it's going to be real easy for you to fuck up. And I fucked up at the end of a long day. I have a you know? stick-on thermometer. Yeah? On the dash. So when you start out before the yeah. bike's running, it gives you pretty much ambient temperature. Sure. And as you're riding, I notice that it's about 10 degrees over ambient oh, temperature. Oh, yeah. Just because it's in, on the in bike. The, yeah. It's, it's in the sphere of influence right. of the bike. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and you, and some bikes, at least you, I mean, on a, on a really hot day, it's yeah. nice not to have a windshield. I want a temperature probe to put up my ass half the yeah. time. 
because most of the time oh, humidity bro. <laughs> yeah my god yeah i want to know the motorcycle temperature i want to know the ambient temperature i want to know the swamp ass. yeah <laughs> i want to know the all of those three temperatures because some days i just feel like i'm fucking melting the, well uh, i could ride all day yeah. and drink water all Constant. day Constant. and not have to pee one time yeah so. yeah it's not that me. just tells you where it's coming. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not Chris Smith. Uh, old microbladder. Yeah. yeah. You need to wear one of those silver like sweatsuits. <laughs> like a baked potato. I know yeah. another good I've thing. Got to, the clean process yeah. center. Yes, you do. Yeah. Another good thing to take into consideration is you know you got all your gear on. You got your helmet. You got your jacket. Everything. All your skin's covered from the sun. But a lot of times you forget about that little space oh, in the, the neck, back, the back of the neck, between your oh, helmet and your jacket, or your wrist between your or gloves your wrist and your between jacket. your gloves and your jacket. That is the best place That's to put sunscreen. Sunburned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put it on you, my nose. You definitely <laughs> want to check. And make oh, sure those are covered. Shit, that's miserable. I mean, that is absolutely miserable. I uh, I hate getting sunburned right there. That oh, I had, I had blisters last week. Yeah. Oh, well, man. see, I'm half Lebanese, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> the sun doesn't affect me. It makes them smile hump, more. It makes my hump grow. <laughs> it makes your hump grow. <laughs> so oh, to man. speak. The, yeah. uh, now, the last thing I want to talk about that's, you know, this is kind of a tech-heavy podcast because we've had emails to that effect. But good information. Though. I know. We're trying uh, we don't read all the customers' emails. We don't read all the. Uh, <laughs> we don't read Fuck all you of guys. The, we do not read all of the uh, listeners' emails. Just we like my boss's emails. <laughs> you know don't read said, those either. That's what he said to me. He said, "Didn't you read my emails?" No. I said, "No, I just throw them in the trash." <laughs> if it's important, you'll tell me about it. Yeah, you'll call yeah. me. You'll call me. Trust me, I know you'll call me. But if you want us to read your email, attach a $20 bill to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so recently in Mid-Ohio, uh, we all had a great time at Mid-Ohio. It was a lot of fun. That was very fun. It was fun. Except for the ex- half a stick of dynamite that was blowing off like four feet from you every five minutes. <laughs> Most of those were mine. Oh, they were? Yeah. <laughs> they scared the shit out of me. What did you say? I just pooped a little? I just, yeah. yeah, I just pooped a little. I threw those <laughs> over the fence into the cornfields. I told I you. Somebody was... See, you know what? I thought somebody was driving by throwing them that way. No, I was throwing you were the one that was throwing them. Holy shit. Those are the loudest explosions I've ever heard. Those are outlaw Mexican, you know, H1000s or whatever the hell they are. (laughs) I threw one out like in the morning. Oh, my God. I threw one in the morning because I thought that was hilarious. Everybody's waking up. I mean, it wasn't ridiculous, like 7.30. It was like 9.30 or 10 o'clock. We were kind of like, Knock and I were still in the bus sleeping like angels because the bus is perfect for sleeping in. And I woke up and I was like, look, everybody's packing up their shit and getting ready to go Sunday morning. That guy over there is putting his camp away. <laughs> Those people over there are loading bikes on a trailer. Seems like a perfect time for a giant, giant firework. And uh, I, I just, this was the only one I didn't throw out in the weeds. I didn't throw it out in the cornfields. I threw it into the vacated campsite next to ours where the guys with the noisiest generator were. And, oh, uh, yeah, they woke me up at like 6.30. Yeah, well, of course. Because, you know, got to get that rented trailer back and that world's loudest generator back yeah. to whoever, you know, whatever asshole rented it to him. But, <laughs> god damn, seriously. Yeah. Uh, screen doors open on the camper and the generator's running. What the fuck? And, uh... So you're going to teach them a lesson. Well, they were gone. So, uh, yeah, I threw that thing out there and I was like, they have a nice long fuse on them. It's a very generous, like, 15 or 20 second fuse on those things. 
and I threw it out there and I was kind of watching the world develop around it, seeing where people were, realizing this was the last second of peace they were going to have on Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally going to watch all of them shit their drawers at the same time. Yeah, their first shit of the day. Yes, and when that thing went off, it was brilliant. It's better than oh, coffee. Oh, because, well, in this, and in, I swear to God, in bright daylight, they're louder. Because, like... Yeah, nobody was expecting it. It was a nice, quiet morning. Everybody's hung over. Just kind of like, I'm just putting my shit away. Waboom! That was great. It's awesome. That, uh, you know, that's the first time I ever stayed there yeah. overnight. Yeah. And next year, I'm doing it all weekend. Because it was so fun. Liza stayed out. She slept under the stars. Because the weather was great. So she just put her mattress out on a, you know, sheet of plywood. Had a tarp over, and it was perfect. And you could see the Milky yeah. Way. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was we got really hit head with a beer can at the burn-off contest at the end of the road. <laughs> if you go down there, you're going to get hit in the head with something. <laughs> if you get hit with a beer can, you got away easy. I hope it wasn't full. No, it was... Yeah, uh, it was empty. But, yeah. boy, What about the milk crate? Milk crate races? The, uh, oh, my God. Milk crate on, the, uh, milk crate on <laughs> top on the of the snowboard. snowboard. Holy shit. Yeah, Liza has a parade of bad ideas. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed meeting her, though. Oh, it was great. Yeah, we had a good time. The uh, <laughs> And, yeah, the... Ooh. The, I, to whoever it was who was riding away on the motorcycle and got the water balloon to the exact top skull of your top of your skull. <laughs> Tough shit. Oh, we're not sorry. Yeah, don't, don't, don't come next year. I, I'm going to tell you, any amount of sadness I had over the fact that I just literally beamed you from 75 feet away, direct top dead center of your skull, with a with a fully engorged water balloon. As much as I might have felt bad about that, I was so impressed with myself. <laughs> and the funny You could factor, never do that again. I could never do that again. In a million years, I could never do that again. It, it, no. You know, close that your eyes real tight. One in a million shot. And of all the eight or ten people that were riding in that formation, she was the only one that I've been like, pick, pers- pick one person in this group to nuke. I would not have picked her. <laughs> she would have been on the lowest level. And, and the poor got, thing. It got her in the literal top of her melon. The last so, ten seconds of that was like in slow motion. Watching the like, water balloon go oh, in was shit. like I was like, right, as soon as it left my hand, I'm like, this one's good. This one's good. I got the, I got it right. And then I'm watching it arc, and I'm watching the arc, and I'm going, oh, this is really good. I'm gonna be somewhere in the middle of that group of people. And then I'm watching it close, and I'm like, oh fucking hell, this is really perfect. And then I realized it's gonna hit her or the driver, one of the two. But it's the driver; he's probably gonna crash. And then it just exploded <laughs> on her head. And it got everybody within a vicinity of her. And it got, I mean, it was like that instant. And it was there was collateral cold. damage. It was ice cold water out of the cooler. And it was a 95 degree day. So, so I you hope were she, doing a, a you did her service. a favor. I hope that she appreciates the cooling nature after her stroke settled down. <laughs> and her nipples pierced the guy's back. And who was riding in front of her. But yeah, oh my god. But that was like. Well, that, she was of Asian descent. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that means. But she, she was the age of concussion. That, oh my god. The no, Asian descent. The, oh. uh, <laughs> I am going to assure you that we had so much fun at Mid Ohio that next year everybody needs to come out. Uh, it was just. Whether or not you were horse trading, I was horse trading like a son of a bitch. I couldn't have been happier. Um, you, got or, good, you got some good stuff, I got too. fucking... I, I'm just one, you know? Like I said, I got my TDM 850. I've been riding it around all week. Love that motorcycle. Feel totally happy with the purchase. Cal got the bike he deserves. Cal did get the bike he deserves. Cam. Cam. Cam got the bike he deserves. Cameron did. I call, him Cam, the, I call him Cal at the... It's freaking, okay. I don't know why I want to call him Cal. You know what? He deserves it. I like you. 
Cam, you were a wild man there. Cam <laughs> earned it. Cam he stood earned up. every... When Cam put that evil Knievel costume on, I was <laughs> like, dude, you are asking for trouble. I'm not going to put that on, because people are going to expect miracles. They're going to expect magic. And he did. He lived up to it. He, he lived up to it. He just didn't jump that wacky... Plus, with his 14-inch dildo... Yeah, riding yeah. around the camp yeah. and the evil can evil. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good <laughs> scene. It was a very good vibe. So um, everybody borrowed that thing, though. No, the one creepy guy <laughs> borrowed it for way too long. Oh, it was like two hours. <laughs> Dude, that guy was fucking We had to go weird. take it back yeah. from him. That guy was weird. I told him when I saw him come back with his quad, I was like, you better go get that. If you Did have you any notice intention he wasn't sitting it? down when he came back? Ah, yeah. he'd take it for a test ride. <laughs> he dragged me around on the milk crate snowboard thing, yeah. and I had the dildo and was just like... Whacking people with whacking it? Whacking people yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah, never, I mean, never a dull moment. That was... That was a good party. Like, any way you slice it, in Ohio was just done right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Knock, it was good meeting you, too. I like talking to you. Yeah, oh, yeah, Knock's a great dude. Knock fantastic. I'm friends with him on Facebook now, so I'll get to keep up with Weird, him. Really? We weren't taking anything away from Knock. Uh, knock, definitely. They That whole event is just Don't a good Knock time. until you try it. Hey. I had all the fucking awful Knock puns. Did you? Oh, no. I kept... I kept <laughs> yeah. him going, Knock three times. <laughs> God, that's... You're terrible. That's... The uh, next year, I think we're gonna do it. I think next year we're gonna do it right. We're gonna we're gonna have a booth, and we'll make it a y'all come situation. If you have anything you want to get rid of, put it in the booth, and uh, we'll just run it like that. Just help us all clean out our garages a little bit. I think the tent in front of the campers, yeah, works really well. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah it works perfect. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. People cruise around the camping area looking for what's for sale. Of course. Right. That whole area That's, is on limits. That whole area is yeah. for sale. I, no, I think nothing on those grounds is... They'll no, probably get a, better deals in the camping area because... I do too. I think so, that, Some of the yeah. stuff in the swap meet is just like so overpriced. Well, yeah. but I also think that in the swap meet, remember, there's a lot of that Kentucky windage going on where it's like, I'm going to ask 15, but I'm really hoping to get six. Yep. You know, you're hoping for that fish to walk along and pay you 15. But when the whole world is doing that, when those rules apply to everybody, then it does take some of the fun out of it. We had a lot of people that didn't want to haggle. They didn't want to negotiate or barter when they saw a high price tag, like on those CT70s and stuff. Uh, even though they, you know, even though it is just, that's just part of the game. Yeah, well, they're all gone, aren't they? They're all fucking gone is what they're all gone. You know what? Oh, uh, I'm going to miss them around the shop. No, I'm not. <laughs> they almost take up the room of a regular motorcycle. They're not doing anything for us here. Oh, yeah, Mid-Ohio is the great place. You're like, I got that bike over the corner. I'd sell it tomorrow, but it doesn't have a title. Take it to Mid-Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Lack of a title is not so important in Mid-Ohio. My like, well, God, I'm, we can clear a, out a whole room at the shop. Right. Yeah, two rooms. Yeah. yeah. I have my eyes on an <clears throat> ST90. Okay, me too. Wellington... Wellington Engine Show every year. No title. Now yeah. I know where, why I'm going to buy it yep. and I know where I'm going to ride it. Mm-hmm. I'll save it. It'll sit in the back of my garage until Mid-Ohio. I did ask every ST90 owner I saw at Mid-Ohio. <laughs> I asked every single one of them they wanted to trade. I, I love like, ST90. They're just a weird bike, man. They're just a freaky thing. They're not They're not a CT90 <clears throat> and they are not a, a CT70. They're just like in the middle. So they're in the middle somewhere. They're a little more usable at home on the street, and they have a little bit of a more rugged look than the CT90 does. The CT90 just looks like a Honda Cub with knobbies on it. I like the muffler on this yeah. the ST90. They look cool. They're very cool. Yeah. It's just a cool looking bike, man. Yep. Yeah, Mid-Ohio definitely is that that spot. And I rode the uh, RV125 the other day, 
Um, oh, by the way, for all of you who rode the RV125 at Mid-Ohio, yeah. would you like to guess how many pounds of air were in the front tire? Uh, about six. Two. Oh, Two. wow. <laughs> Slightly higher than atmospheric pressure. The back tire is supposed to have 18. Anyone would like to guess how many pounds are in the back tire? I don't know. I rode that bike, and it was squirrely as fuck. Four. Ah, well, that would explain it. Yep. So it will tell you that that bike is incredibly forgiving, considering the way we beat on it with two pounds and four pounds, respectively. Those moon tires handled are... That, it handled that shit-ass crushed asphalt pretty well. It did. <laughs> it did. It was like... It was the only thing that was impervious to the crushed asphalt gravel in the swap meet. You couldn't stop that bike or make it act up. I will never like, ride my ST1100 down there again. <laughs> that was that was the with number ones yeah. Oh, yeah. and fifty sevens all mixed together. It's mm-hmm. like riding on the, the moon. The moon. Yeah, it was a horrible riding surface. It was funny. I saw a lot of my people that I know, customers and whatnot, riding their motorcycles through the SWAT at like walking pace, one or two miles an hour, because that's all you can do in the SWAT meet. It's too many people. But rather than walk, they're on their motorcycle. Well. There's what, 100 rows in the swap meet? Easily. And they're riding their bike the whole time, and it's 90, 90 plus degrees. And they're at walking speed, dragging clutch. Those going, hey, have you changed your coolant? I'm just mostly <laughs> going, do you have any idea how dry your motor is right now? Is your dry clutch smelling like, yeah. like roasted <laughs> oh, That's all I could smell was clutch all yeah. the time. Guy goes by me on a gold wing at walking pace. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, park it and walk. You know, buy something less. Sacrificial, man, it was it's crazy. I need a carrier, a bike carrier for my Ural. Right. James just bought a bike carrier for his bike. No, I mean a motorcycle. A motorbike carrier. carrier. Yeah. Just take the tub off and throw a rail on it. Yeah. Oh, that's an idea. Yeah. Just huh? take the tub off, buy a rail, and throw a rail on it. Because I want to take a bike I can ride down there. Yeah, that's what that's the right way to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, next year I should put knobbies on my DRZ for going down there. Mm-hmm. Well, like every year there was straps. Yeah. Yeah. There was always a guy previous years that would come down and he would bring his Goldwing down and his on his uh, sidecar for his Goldwing, he would have like a GB500 or an Ascot or something that he was maybe going to put on the track kind of thing. And then in the trailer behind the Goldwing, he would have one of those campers at the pop-up tent and everything else. So he would go down to mid-Ohio with a Goldwing, a house, and a bike. Nice. <laughs> had the whole setup. You know? <clears throat> Pretty cool. If you're going to do it, do it that way. Well, the Ural actually needs a zero drivetrain. The Jetta. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Or just have It'll a switch a zero. for electric power. Yeah, zero. <laughs> zero. Zero. Brilliant. It's fantastic. Brilliant. Anybody have anything else for the podcast? Nope. No. All right. So, uh, yeah. Throw it. I could throw in a little tidbit about hot weather riding that it's kind of a safety thing. Yeah. Remember that in hot weather riding... More people are going to be running their air conditioning in their cars. Oh, yeah. Well, jamming almost, their stereos. I almost ate shit Tuesday. Yeah, that's because a good reminder. I wasn't paying attention the way I probably should have been. Where? Better? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention as I probably should have been, and I found a little bit of water. And the only thing I can think of is that it has to be, it was at an intersection, yeah. it has to be from where cars were sitting still, waiting for the light to change, with their AC going. Yeah. yeah. So, there's extra water at an intersection. There's bonus water that you're yep. not expecting bonus on a dry water. day. There's also yeah. bonus coolant that you're not expecting, as I ran into yeah. on the Zero. Came around the corner on Euclid Avenue and hit somebody's 
spilled quart and a half or two quarts of coolant. And uh, that shit's slippery. Whoa, yeah. man, that'll be for a while. Yeah, it is. Well, it, it doesn't it evaporate. It stays with you. <laughs> yeah, it stays with you exactly. Yeah, it stays with you a lot. The uh, that got my attention real fast. Uh, de- definitely, summertime is upon us. Pretty soon it'll be snowing. Yeah. Right. Ah. Hey, summertime's a great time in Cleveland. Let me tell you. It is. It is. At least Literally. this year, if we're doing the podcast here, it'll be a little warmer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah then my true. garage. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, we won't we won't die of frostbite to do a podcast for you guys. Very cool. So, and if that's all, remember to please try fast and take chances. I remember Liza said that she can't hit the button quick enough when we do this shit.